DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and see code Shannon. New customers can bet just five bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code Shannon. The crown is yours. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your parts is guaranteed to fit your ride every time for your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Nightcap Basketball Style. I'm your favorite unk, Shannon Sharp. He's your favorite number zero, Wildcat legend, Agent Zero, Habachi, Gilbert Arenas. How you I'm doing? good. That's what we got. I'm good. Hey, Unc, before we get into it, Unc. Yeah. Yes. I heard your Taylor Swift comments and Beyonce comments. Yes. Okay. We go, hold up. Let, let me get this. Let me get through the reverb. Okay. Uh, please make sure y'all like, hit the subscribe button. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for helping us get to 947,000 subscribers. We're 53,000 away from 1 million. Our goal is to reach 1 million by next Thursday. So we're a little over seven and a half days. We're about two hours and 15 minutes from being seven days away from trying to get our magic number. Please make sure y'all subscribe to the Nightcap podcast feed. You can get it through Club Shay Shay, but Nightcap has its own podcast feed. We'd also like for you to subscribe and like Gil's Arena channel on YouTube. The show airs Monday through Thursday live at 11.30 a.m. Pacific. That's 2.30 Eastern. Again, Gil's Arena, his channel is on YouTube. His show airs Monday through Thursday live at 11.30 a.m. Pacific. That's 2.30 uh, p.m. That's 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. We've also pinned Shea Balaportier, the link at the top of the chat. Hey, Super Bowl parties. You got Valentine's Day. You got St. Patrick's Day. Who knows? You might even have a birthday or just celebrating something. So go out, make sure you get yourself a bottle or someone special in your life 
a bottle. Ladies, if you grab your man one, he would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Uh, okay, Gil. Ocho and I was discussing uh, the needle, talking about the NFL, Taylor Swift. I think she's been about 12 of the Chiefs game. They're 9-3, and three, and it seems a lot of the NFL fans are getting upset when they pan to her. Even though the longest time that the camera has been on her, I think it's been about 24 seconds. No, it's about it's less mm-hmm. than a minute altogether. Or maybe all the time that the camera has panned on her, Gil, if you add the time up, I think it might be less mm-hmm. than a minute. So she's been to she's been she's been to 12 games. If you add all the time com- com- cumulative, it's been less than a minute. But fans are upset, realizing that. You only ask her, I think someone said there was a stat that they're only, they only show about 18 minutes because they pan on the coaches and they pan on everything else, what's going on the sideline. So I was I was explaining why they do that uh, for the NFL. It's about getting a new revenue stream, a new source, a new demographic. Young girls that don't even like football, don't know anything about football, but they know Taylor Swift is at the game. And if she likes football, I like football. Like Michael Jordan. He wears Hanes. Mom, mm-hmm. get me some Hanes draws. He drinks Gatorade. I won't drink Gatorade, too. Them shoes, they got him jumping out the gym. Hey, I'm going to need those Air Jordans. So I don't know what you need mm-hmm. to do, Mom, but I need to get those. And so that's what Ocho and I was trying to erate, uh, uh, equate it to, saying the why they're doing it and moving of the needle. And your response, you don't believe that Taylor Swift, I don't know. Go ahead. What, what did you want? Oh, no. Nah. Uh- I'm getting, I don't care about no Taylor Swift. I I don't watch pancakes move, okay? I don't watch <laughs> pancakes move. Like most of us don't really know any of her songs as I could name one. But you're right. She moves the needle. One thing she don't do is she don't get male followers to fall in love with her from her performance. See, I was in a Beyonce yeah. fan and so I was in a concert on. <laughs> And I'm watching her perform, and she and she got the freakum oh. dress. Oh, she did the freakum dress. <laughs> uh, when she did the freakum dress right there in the moment, I downloaded all her songs. Uh, I was oh. so excited when she was out there popping it because I know Taylor Swift can't pop because you know she wasn't born with the backside Beyonce got. <laughs> so when Beyonce was popping it, unk. No lie, I went into this is I had this made on the spot. Uh, uh, not gonna lie, I had, hey, listen, listen. I had to get the autograph. I'm, I'm beehive. I'm straight male beehive. You, you, oh, you, you team. You also, you be. Yeah, I'm be the, the male version of it. I don't know what that sounds like, but that one, yeah. yeah I'm, listen, listen, look. Look, I, I've never been to a Taylor Swift concert, and the likelihood of me going, my kids are grown now. Um, my daughters are grown. I know my son's not going to, that's not something he would want to attend. Um, but I've been to, I, I, I've been to a Beyonce mm-hmm. concert, not this one. Um, I think it was lemonade or the Renaissance tour or something like that. The last one, uh, in 2016. And, uh, I ended up playing $12,000 for those tickets. It was two tickets. I paid $12,000 for it. So back in 2016, and she was amazing. It was two hours of nonstop entertainment. Mm-hmm. And I know she has an unbelievable voice because I've seen her in situations where she's not trying to entertain and she's just singing and she's letting you hear her vocals. Mm-hmm. So can she sing? Absolutely. But she's a entertainer. 
because mm-hmm. she's moving and she's dancing and she's singing and everybody is into it. And so I don't know how the people took it as I'm trying to disrespect her and I'm saying to say Taylor Swift is better than her. I, that's not what I was trying to say. And if y'all took it as that, y'all, y'all trying to read and trying to make more out of it than what it was. I was just merely talking about why the NFL keeps showing her because of the index is saying that she's bringing eyeballs that we didn't previously have. That's all I was saying. And you say, well, if Beyonce uh, was dating an NFL player, I have to use the variables Mm -hmm. that I have. That's like saying, well, what if there was an earthquake in Georgia? Well, Georgia don't really have earthquakes. So <laughs> what if there's a hur- what if there are hurricanes in California? I I've got to deal with the weather and the variables and the elements that I have. So it was a great conversation. Um I didn't know, you know but I, I I guess I'm gonna have to know, Nigel. I mean you're on the same thing. Kind of like when we say things, people are gonna take it and it's gonna go viral. Yeah. I didn't expect it. I didn't expect it to be on the shade room and mm. world star and all these other stars. I was, I thought I did a great job, but people say, well, Shannon says that she's the biggest Michael Jackson. I said, no, I didn't. I said, I think she's the closest thing to Mike mm-hmm. that we've seen mm-hmm. as far as clicks, as far as albums, as far as buzz that she generates. That's just me. I could be wrong. Now maybe bring me somebody. And I'm not, t- obviously I'm not talking about the Beatles because we know what the Beatles were. Uh, but bring me somebody that you be- that you believe generates the buzz like Taylor. Yes, yeah, see, in, in the football world, they they got they got something that they wasn't expecting. They didn't realize they were going to get these followers from no. This. So the fact that she's there, like, because what happened is it didn't happen with Sierra and Russell Wilson, right? No, two no. different type of people in this world, right? Correct. You know what I mean? So. You know, there's only a few. They didn't get it with Kim Kardashian was showing up with Miles Austin or something yeah. like that either. Yeah. And yeah. we know Kim Kardashian is a draw. Yeah. She's a brand. There's only a few people, there's only a few women that can do that in just this in this sport. Like when we thought she was dating Austin Reeves, Lakers Pneumonium, yeah. right? You know, yeah. she's been to the Laker game. You know what I mean? It's it's just right. different. You know, it's an all-male sport. So that to have, you know, a woman of her caliber just supporting it, obviously her fans are going to support. Her fans are going to be automatic Chiefs fans, even though they don't know no, nobody. You know, no. them to them, she plays, right? She She's going to the game tonight, and that, that's – that's like an open concert for us. So I understood what, it, what 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 you were saying. You know, I get it. Yeah, I'm just you know. I'm not, Gil. I'm not so sure. Taylor Swift knows the difference between a screenplay and a screen port. She knows that the man that she loves or she's dating plays football. Mm-hmm. Probably didn't know what position he played before she met him. No fact, facts. I'm not so sure she had ever been to a football game. I don't know. Has she ever been to a football Ash, you know, that's Ash. That's Ill. Ash of the Taylor Swift. Has she ever been to a football game that you, that you could... She was an Eagles fan? She, uh, Ash says she's an Eagles fan. Um, I'm not so sure if she's been to a game, how many games she's been to. Mm-hmm. But after, after doing something, and, you know, you get the hang of it. Mm-hmm. You get when to cheer, when not to cheer. You might not know what's going on, but hey, hell, everybody else cheered, and they got the same color uh, gear on that I got on. So something good must have happened. Hey, and so she about to win her first Super Bowl. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> she gonna be down there like she Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> so it's like if I say Patrick Mahomes 
is the closest thing to Tom Brady. Shannon said Patrick Mahomes better than Tom Brady. Yeah, they, yeah, they always do that better. Right? Well, they, damn. I just said he's the closest thing to him. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if we say a, a, a football player, you know, well, this player, uh, well, Aaron Donald is the closest thing to LT. Shannon said, Shannon said, uh, Aaron Donald better than LT. Damn, I could have swore I said Aaron Donald is the closest thing that I've seen to LT. They need I that. didn't say he was LT or better than LT. I say the closest thing to. They need to. They uh, they need to click, so they got to change the title to fit them. So they get right. the views. You know that's you know how it works. Okay. The game is a game. Yeah. Okay. Let's get to this basketball game. Dame Lillard in his return. He goes back with the Bucks to where he spent the previous decade plus to Portland. Portland wins the game, spoils his return, 119 to 116. Dame was Dame had 25 points. He was 9 of 23, 3 of 13 from the three-point line. And they lose uh Anthony Simons, uh, hit a jumper and ended up winning the game by three. They filed, they missed the three-point. Brooke Lopez missed the three-point shot. Uh, they make both free throws. They're down by three. They foul Giannis. He missed the first one, so now he has to miss the second one. And they end up losing the game. Uh, what What do you make of Dave's return? Um, you know, just as you know, just as a, a a player, right? You're going back to the the where you where you started your career, where you know all your all stars or your all NBAs, where your family is, where you really had your ties. The, the the game for Dame was one when he landed and he got to pick his kids up. It was his kids' birthdays. He got to be with them for their birthday. He got to see all his family he left behind. So um, just for him personally, that was a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, for the Bucks as a team. Right, like you're in, yeah. like you, 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 doc. Like, what do you do? Like, this is my thing with this with this team. Forget okay. that you lost the game. You lost the game to a a team that got 15 wins. No yes. superstar on the team. No game changer on the team. And the funny part about this, uh, uh the last 20 minutes of the game, starting in the third quarter. The only free throws Portland shot was the last four seconds. So that means that they didn't shoot a free throw throughout the nine-minute mark all the way to the basically the four-second mark. So that means they was getting nothing but buckets on your ass. Yeah, because I saw what you call him. Um, what's his name? Hold on. Let me see. Uh, Jeremy Grant. Grant mm-hmm. Jeremy Grant, he got going in, in the fourth and seemed like everything that he put up he was getting to his spot, elevating, boom, knocking it down. Simons did the the, uh, the Euro step uh, over Mike uh, Beasley, got it above. Uh, but I thought, I thought, and what you call him played well. DeAndre Aiden played well tonight. He got big buckets when he absolutely had to have them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I was surprised. I was expecting Milwaukee to win this game, considering everybody was was a go tonight. Giannis was a go. Da- obviously, Dame was going to play because he's going in his return. Um, Obviously, it's emotional going back. Like you said, you spent the lion's share of your career there. Um, you're probably going to be known for being in Portland. Some of your best years, now, unless you won a championship, your best years are going to come in Portland. It's yeah. hard to see me. I don't think he's going to play, match the number of years that he played in Portland and match that playing in Milwaukee. Now, the only thing that you can do, because he's been all NBA, he's been an all-star, all that other stuff, 
Now, the only thing that he can do in Milwaukee is win a title. And that's why he got out of Portland was mm-hmm. to give himself an opportunity to win a title. Mm-hmm. But I thought the crowd was great towards him because he's been great as a player. He's been great in the community. He's been nothing but a model citizen. Um, but the uh, the Blazers played the Blazers played really well tonight. And I think they wanted to because they had what? Uh, DeAndre Ayton was 10 of 17. Anthony Simon was 10 of 19. They got Scoot Henderson with 6 of 11, got 15 off the bench. <clears throat> they got another guy got 10 off the bench. They played They played well. Milwaukee really didn't get a whole lot off their bench. Uh, Crowder gave them six. Bobby Portis, who's their main scoring option off the bench, he normally gives them somewhere around 12 and 8, 12 mm-hmm. to 10, but he's been known to give them 20-plus. They got 17 points off the bench. And, and Portland got 14, 20, got 35 off the bench. So mm-hmm. you're plus 18 off the bench. Nine or nine, I mean, the free throws, Portland only shot nine free throws, but they were 100%. Milwaukee shot 18, they're 13 of 15, 13 of 18, 72%. Milwaukee was terrible from the three-point line. They got up 45, only made 13. Mm-hmm. And Portland was 12 of 28, they were 42%. But Portland shot 53% from the floor. So that tells me, as you said, okay, they only shot nine free throws. They're a jump-shooting team. Yeah. And you let them shoot 53%? Damn. That's what I'm saying. It's like your your problem with Doc. I mean, your problem with uh Adrian Griffin was no defense, but Doc's history is he doesn't have defense. He don't have defensive schemes. Every team he went to had a great defensive team. And then over the years, they slipped under Doc. That is his history, right? Yeah, he had Boston. For that great year where they came in and Kevin Garden, mm-hmm. the defensive player, came in. You got Ray Allen. They had a, a great group of defensive players. And then from there, you slid defensively. Who you right. were in Orlando, horrible defensively. When you finished with the Clippers, when Clippers got great at defense, who did they bring in? Paul George, defensive players, Kawhi, defensive player. So those two players automatically made the team a better defensive team. Right. You, as a coach, don't have defensive schemes. You're not a defensive coach, right? When you went to right. uh, um, Philly, Philly, I'm sorry, but your point guard that was 6'11 was all first-team defense. Right. Right, and Bede was a defensive player, so you didn't, in, you inherited defense, mm-hmm. right? So you going there with this defense, there's nothing in your history that says you're very great at defense, I'm sorry to point it out. There's nothing in your history that says that. Yeah. <clears throat> this doesn't look well because I think they were, what, 30 and 13, 30 and 12? 30, and, they 13. Fired eight, 30 and 13, and you fire Adrian Griffin. Now, mm-hmm. this is what I know, and, and, and I could be totally off base. You tell me what you want. Jason Kidd was the coach. He's gone. Boone Hoser was there for five, six years, won a title. He's gone. Adrian Griffin lasted 43 games. He's gone. Now Doc's in. That's four coaches in about, what, six years? Yep. So we're not going to say anything about y'all? I mean, Giannis is is, is above reproach? No, no, no. We're going to say exactly what most stars do. When they feel they are bigger than the coach, and then when the coach is bumping about something, they use their power to get rid of the coach. Mm -hmm. Um. And that is the instance in this, right? And they don't realize that they're going to have to adjust. Like Dame, like 
What he has to adjust to is this. He was used to playing under Adrian Griffin the whole 12 minutes, right? He's used to playing the whole 12 minutes, right? And then he comes out at the beginning of the, of the uh, at the top of the second, right? Right. It's three minutes. Well, Doc, Doc ain't like that, right? Doc gonna sub you out at the three minute mark, and then he's gonna hold you all the way to the nine minute mark, which for a score, it's the dumbest thing in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he didn't get a rhythm. He got to play. No, no. Here's why, Unc. The last three minutes, most of the time, you're in a penalty, right? This is like being yeah. red zone. You're in a penalty. Right. And then imagine taking out your best running back and your best wide receiver. Wide receiver while you're in the red zone, right? That's what you that's what this is. When coaches take their best player out in those three minutes, right? That is the most important time in the game because one, you're in a penalty. Most of the time, other teams are subbing in, right? Which right. those players is cold. So you can really push the tempo to try to get to the free throw line. So this mm -hmm. is a chance where your best player can take free throws because they don't right. want to foul anymore. But when you take your best player out, put some cold players in, they use that three minutes to get in to get warm. So they don't take advantage of the three minutes anyway. Right. So what's the what's the best case scenario for the Bucks? What I mean, anything less than a championship is that is this season a disappointment? Yeah, no, the best because you, the best thing for the Bucks right now is like to, to go into the locker room and say, hey, hey, Doc, listen, we changed our mind. Right. We're gonna go with that uh that guy that gave us the win when you wasn't here, we fired the other dude. The dude that hadn't we we he wasn't really a coach, but we gotta win. Right. Remember, one of the wins is when they didn't have a coach. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So, Doc, pack your, pack your shit, and then we're going to go ahead and finish the season without you because at the end of the day, we were good before you got here. So, they're 0-2 now with Doc, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they 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 they, they, they 2-0 and without a, without a coach. So, how surprised are you? that a team makes a move 43 games into the season and it's not somebody that's on the staff that takes over. They go completely outside. Yeah, this is crazy. This, this is, this is called, this is called connections. <laughs> Can't even be mad at Doc for this. This is called connection. You really have some pull because it doesn't happen like this, right? As a coach, you don't want to be a coach that come in on some, this is too much, this is too much pressure for Doc. He can't even handle the pressure when he got the, the team for the whole year. Now you got to try to put in plays and learn their plays right here in real time. You go do down 0-3, oh, you best believe you're getting killed in the media. That's what I said. Oh, yeah. This wasn't a win-win for Doc. Because, yeah. you know, if you win the championship, it was like, well, they were 30 and 13 before they got there, you dude. If you lose, right. it's your fault because it was 30 and right. 13 before they 13 got there. before you got there. <laughs> but help me understand this, Gil. I'm watching the game. Why the hell Giannis run get the ball? You know damn well you can't shoot no free throws. You the last person that should get the ball. If, if, if everybody should go to the end, and that and Dame got to get that basketball. Damon Lillard got to get that basketball. Why the hell you down? A, I get it. You down a bucket. No, you down three at this point mm -hmm. because uh, they had just gone to the free throw line and made two shots. So you're down. You're down one sixteen, one nineteen. Mm -hmm. Why the hell you throw the ball to Giannis? Because sometimes, sometimes players can't get it out of their own way, right? Right. And I said it. I was I was crucial on Giannis and say, 
right? You need to learn how to really play the game, get into the post, dominate from short distance, right? You dribble right. the ball up court trying to do the same right to left Euro, right? We we can see it coming from a mile away. Like most of your buckets are you're trying to come downhill, right? When yes. you are slowing up, when your game slows up, what do you have? You won't have, you haven't learned how to play back to the basket to really be dominant. So like, MJ, MJ learned back to the basket when he still at all his yes, right. Yes. He understood evolution, right? He understood that I'm gonna slow up at some point in time. When I do, I won't be affected by it, right? So he's so used to grabbing a ball, going full court. Does he doesn't realize, sir? This is not your time of the game now. That's Dave. That's what Dave who make free throws, who can get it done, right? Right. This is like Shaq. Get the ball and say, hey, you know, I'm gonna try to do it myself, and we're gonna foul yeah. you. You go to the free throw. Like you have Clank to understand this game, right? You have to understand yeah. who's on your team. You got to right. understand the sacrifice. Yeah, it is. It, it was tough. It was tough to watch because I'm looking at him like, well, why the hell? And first of all, why are you passing it to him? I'm not finna pay. I'm not finna give you the ball because I mean, of all the players that were on the court, Giannis would be the last guy for the Bucks that I would actually think would make both of those free throws. Now they foul and make them go down to make two more, and then we got to throw the ball to the length of the court and try to get it in. But I'm not throwing it. Giannis is the last guy that's out there that I'm actually think is going to make both of these free throws. Yeah, he is. A, he, I mean, to be honest, he is the last guy, right? That's not your first option. Your first option is a guy who, who shoots, what, 92% from the free throw line. It's the guy that you want to the ball. But the problem with the Bucs is – the, really, there's nobody else you can throw the ball to because they don't shoot free throws. So most of the team, right, didn't shoot free throws this game. And not, they don't want those two to be the most exciting. Well, like, Middleton can't get his ass to the free throw line no more, right? Nope. Easily just shoot jump shots all day. So for the most part, only Dane... They only had four guys shoot free throws. Yeah, only Dane, Jay Crowder was one for two. Yeah. Jay Crowder was one for two. Dane was four for four. Uh, Brooke Lopez was one for one. And Giannis was seven for eleven. Yeah, they're they're a jump shooting team. They don't have nobody to get to the basket when they need free throws. So they don't understand. Hey, listen, if Giannis want to drive and get us in a penalty, once he gets into the penalty, that's when you become Shay. Ah, ah, yeah. get you and steal you some free throws. Yeah, they don't really have anybody that. I mean, Brooke Lopez seven one, but he don't play. He doesn't play with his back to the basket. <laughs> He's hovering around the three point line. Yep. Um. Dame, obviously, Dame is as a as a guard. He's not playing with his back to the basket. That's not Beasley's game. Mm-hmm. Giannis, he, that's not his game. As you said, he's looking to get ahead of steam and come downhill. I'm a Euro step you. I'm a side step you. I'm a lay it up. I'm a dunk on you. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to do. But yeah. as far as getting the block, ball on the block, and turning around over uh, over his shoulder, that's not what he does. And he hasn't developed that aspect of his game. And I'm thinking that's why he went down to Houston to try to work with Elijah to get his footwork right because he's worked. Look, Elijah has worked with some of the greats as far as footwork. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much of it connected with, with Giannis, but it doesn't seem like he's comfortable with it because he's still doing. I don't see anything that with the, the some of the, the, the cut-ups that I saw that, that Elijah was showing him. I mean, you see Kobe, you see in Kobe's game, you see LeBron shooting that fade, that, 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 that fall away. But I mean, Giannis, I, I mean, I don't know if he paid him. Maybe it was like, okay. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to trust 
that what you learn, you're gonna have to put it into effect. If you don't use it, what good did you what good did you learn a trade if you won't a trade if you don't use it? See, I I called that out early. Fifty thousand. I said fifty thousand. That's a ripoff, right? Um, it's a ripoff. You're, you're you're paying that much for a weekend. You're not gonna learn anything on a weekend. Like it takes you months to learn a skill for it to be natural for you. I said, listen, Hakeem is great at footwork. The problem with Hakeem's yeah. footwork is he learned it playing soccer at 10 right. years old. So that means he wasn't a basketball player. He just right. used what he had in his brain and then he already knew basketball. Yeah. So when he does a move, it's instinct to him. He don't know how to give it to them. So I said, first, before you go to Hakeem, you need footwork. He can give you the move to match your footwork. And I said, with Ocho Cinco's footwork, I'll rather you pay $50,000 to go learn the ladder drill and the footwork drill from football players or soccer players. Then once you have independent foot and you know how it works, then take your happy ass down to Hakeem and learn the moves that go with this footwork. But he's giving you a move with your footwork and it doesn't work. So what ends up happening is you tried this shit the first of the game, you traveled, I called it out on you, and then the rest of the season, you went right back to what you know. Because that is not part of your game. That, right. You want to learn footwork. Soon as the season start, is ending, you go learn for you start working on that today. That's before you get to the basketball court. Or if you go down to uh, 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 Elijah Wan to work on footwork, okay, let's just say you're going for the weekend. Now you have to implement that, Gil. So the whole summer, while you're doing it, I'm doing this. I'm working on it. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a situation where sometimes, you know, we learn something, and then we think, well, okay, I, that's what I learned. I'm going to the game. No, you got to practice it before you get to the game. Because if you don't, it's kind of like the thing with Tebow. If you go, if you look at Tebow when he was going to Tom House and these throwing gurus, he was fine until he got in a stressful situation. Yeah. Because the muscle, the memory will revert back to what I feel most comfortable doing. <laughs> and so he felt as long as he was not under stress, he had a nice, compact throwing motion. Mm -hmm. But the moment he got stressed, he had that elongated throwing motion. Yeah. So Giannis, as long as he's comfortable, okay, he might try the footwork. But if he get in a stressful situation, he's gonna go back. Go, I gotta get downhill. Got back. Damn, damn my feet. Let me, let me get, let me euro step. Mm -hmm. Or and a lot of times he charge. Yeah, because he got a charge, a, a charging foul late in the ball game. But I mean, you have to, if you, whatever you learn, you have to implement it away from the situation in which you learned it. Mm -hmm. That's the only way it's gonna stick, Gil. Yeah. Man. And and I, I don't know if people I don't understand if, if people understand that the Celtics now lead the East by five games. This is their largest conference lead since 2008. Uh, the Bucks are five game back. The Knicks are six game back. The Cavs got a monster night from Donovan Mitchell or six and a half. And Philly is fading slowly but surely uh, with seven games back. And with Joel Embiid being out, we're going to get to him a little later. They're going to probably be, whoo, might be later than that. The Suns, there was another return. Kevin Durant and the Suns traveled back to Brooklyn and beat them 136 to 120. Um, KD's return to Brooklyn was his first since the trade. Hold on, let me find this game right up. Where is this game at? Let me get the full scoreboard. You know, I got me a little to new toy up here, Gil. No, I don't, I won't. 
Where's this game at, Ash? But I don't see it. Uh, oh, here it is. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, you know, it, it's real fast again. It's real fast. You know, I'm up here hitting stuff. <laughs> Man, come on. I don't need that. Come on, you're showing your age, y'all. Yeah, man. You, and you my eyesight. You, see, you I'm can't up here. do that online, huh? You, hey, hey, you see, I'm up here squinting. <laughs> okay, I got it. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. There, there it is. The whoop, there it is. There it is, Gil. There it is. Uh, box score right there. Kevin Durant scores 33 in his return. Uh, he was 10 of 16, 11 of 12 from the free throw line. Uh, he was 10 of 16 in... Um, in 38 minutes, Nurkic had an outstanding game. He was 11 of 15, 69 from the free throw line. Bradley Beal was 3 of 8, 5 of 6 from the free throw line. He had 12. Devin Booker, 9 of 17, 4 of 6 from 3. And did the uh, Mikael Bridges <laughs> in your face, buddy, has 22 points. I'm not surprised that they got Kevin Durant, and Kevin Durant played extremely well in his return. That's normally what happens when guys go back. Um, and I meant to ask you, and we'll, we'll get it in this segment, about going back to your former team. You you know, you get traded or you leave via free agency and you go back to the team where you started your career or you spent some time. But what did you like about what you saw from um, the Suns and what you liked about what you saw from KD? I mean, the Suns is clicking, right? You know, they're clicking. Mm -hmm. They're finding their way. Every other night, every night, someone new is is performing. You know, they do have a big three. And it seems like Bradley Beal is really, like, sacrificing his scoring for the betterment of the team. He realizes yep. they don't really need him to try to be dominant right now. So he can just get a feel for this game, make sure his body's working. So the fact that, you know, Bradley Bill hasn't went there trying to be dominant, right? Just getting a feel for the game, get everybody involved and let the two guys who's been holding it down do their thing. They've been clicking very well. I mean, 136 points, right? You play Brooklyn, obviously. No one thought you was going to lose to them. Um, right. You know, you go back you go back to Brooklyn and you do your thing. I mean, you know, yeah. no one thought Kevin Durant was going to go there and not play well. Yeah, they got at least 30 points in every single quarter. First quarter, they got 30. Second quarter, they got 34. Third quarter, they got 42. Fourth quarter, they got 30. So, and... I don't know who Brooklyn thought they was going to be letting the team shoot 62% from the floor, 50% from the three-point line. I'm just surprised how poorly they shot from the uh, the free throw line. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the Suns, they were 24, uh, 32 from the free throw line. They shot worse. They shot 75% from the uh, three uh, of the free throw line and shot 62% from the field. Well, I mean, that, that's that's the big man. You know what I mean? That ain't really the, the that, that's an Nurkic. Yeah, you know, Nurkic going to bring that down. Other than that, you know, the best players, what they do at uh, 16 for eight. Kevin Durant, well, Eubanks was 0 for 2. Yeah. Uh, Okogi was 2 for 3. Uh, we don't count them. <laughs> Nurkic, was, Nurkic uh, Bradley Beal was 5 of 6. KD was 11 of 12. And Nurkic was uh, 6 of 9. Mm -hmm. But they, uh, look, plus 20, plus 16, plus 17. Bradley Bill was plus one. Devin Booker was plus 19. Uh, they've already played more games together. The big three, uh, Bradley Bill, Kevin Durant, and um, Devin Booker has played more games together than KD, James Harden, and Kyrie played. Wow, that's crazy because for the most part, Bill just came back. <laughs> right. But, 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 you know, and, and, and that's really the downfall of the Brooklyn um, experiment, really? right? 
Um, yes. It wasn't that they failed, right? We never actually got to see how powerful they are. When we did get a glimpse of them, they were unstoppable. What they did, yeah, James Harden averaged a triple double. Yeah, the, the, that that championship Buck team. What they did to them game one, they made Bucks look like baby basketball. Like they didn't even belong in the playoffs. Um, but obviously they they got hurt. So you know you know we can talk about how it was a big failure. It wasn't a big failure because they didn't play well together. They just didn't play. That was it. it and they didn't have the patience. And we hear. I remember when Giannis lost his first game with Doc Rivers said, we got to have patience. It's going to take time. I said, it's funny that you say that, something that you was unwilling to give Adrian Griffin with time and say, now all of a sudden it's going to take time now that you have Doc. And you said, but it seems like, well, it seems like James Harden was unwilling to wait or give or take time because seemingly he wanted out. Um, it's funny how they brought all this thing together and none of those guys are there now. Uh, James got out first and then Kyrie and now Kevin Durant and what could have been or what we thought was going to be really never came to fruition. Yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, like sometimes visions, your visions that you have sounds good. I mean, you the plan is here. You just didn't execute and executing the 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 main goal, being healthy. You know, them playing and getting out there, learning each other, that was going to happen because for the most part, they practice together in the summer. They play together in the summer. I watched Kevin Durant the first year they got together. Kevin Durant brought the whole uh, Brooklyn team here in Los Angeles. They was working out with Mamba. So Kevin Durant and the Nets, DeAndre Jordan, them, they were here playing against John Wall and the Wizard team. So the Wizards... And Brooklyn Nets was practicing against each other, going up and down seven, eight games. And them two, Kyrie and Kevin, when I say they were unstoppable, they they have, they're going to 11. KD got eight one game. Kyrie got eight the next game. They were really just torching. And I was like, yo, these two dudes is just unstoppable. They're unreal. Right? So... It's not like they didn't put the work in together. Just when it was time to really perform in that game, they just wasn't healthy. Right? It just happens. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like ah. 
being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Relax this Sunday with a little moment to yourself and the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. What's it like, Gil? You like I, I wanted to ask you this in the first segment. Uh, obviously, Dane went back. We had two guys going back in the return, two big guns. Dane went back to Portland. Katie went back to Brooklyn. What was it like for you? What were your emotions like? What were you expecting the crowd to be like? Did you get a video tribute? Uh, I, I think I read something where Kevin Durant says he didn't want it, didn't think he deserved it. Mm-hmm. But what was your return like when you went back to teams that you formerly played for? Okay, so uh, when I went back to... Like, you know, I played two years with Golden State. So, you know, that was short stint, right? So when I went back, it was, I just bust their ass. That, you know, game winners. I, <laughs> I own that city, right? Um, right? Now, Washington, right? How I left, right? You know, the gun thing got traded. Yes, left, yes. Didn't say bye to nobody. Uh, when we came back to Orlando, I'm not even going to lie to you, huh? I was trying to get a DNP that whole time. What? Because I didn't leave. Right? You got to think, I was, I was a hero. <laughs> I was a right. hero, right? So, you know, I felt embarrassed. I felt like I, I shamed everything I stood for. Right. I went back. It was more of that, I'm the scarlet motherfucking letter out there. Right, right. right. Hey, I got adultery on here. Yeah. Stupidity. Scarlet. Yeah, you got that G, you got that G. <laughs> yeah, you know, like. <laughs> so I, I was I was scared. I'm not even going to lie. I was scared, like, oh, shit, I'm going to get booed. Like, oh, man, I don't want to play. It was one of those times where I was on. I just went back last summer or two. Yeah, last summer to, to for Legends Night. You know how many times they had to call me for me to okay? Because I'm like, oh, I don't want to go there and get booed. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, getting booed for being a he, me coming in your city and you booing me because I'm busting your ass, understandable. You booing me for the home I built and stuff, that means I really disappointed you. Right, right. Because you really were disappointed in my behavior. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. So when I got there and they gave me a cheer, not even going to lie, man, that was like the best feelings. Like I hit game winners all over again. Wow. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, mine was different because I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go back. I was scared. I, I think that for me. Gil, I, I, I played I played for my. Teammates respect. My coaches trust and the fans' appreciation. Mm -hmm. And I played for them in that order. 
Um, and I think the thing is that I played 14 years. I played 12 in Denver. I played two in, in Baltimore. I don't think any of the fans think I shortchanged them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think a lot of the fans know what exactly what I did in order to make sure I played from, you know, taking the in, taking the injections and having the fluid drone, 40 cc, 60 cc's of fluid mm-hmm. drone off my knee just to get out there and play. Mm-hmm. Uh, not being able to play practice the whole week and taking those shots in my butt and in ankles in order to get out there to play. Um, but that was my choice because I understood that I wasn't going to, this is not a 20 year career for me. This is not a 30 year career for me. And when I'm done with it, I didn't want to have any regrets. I'll take the, the, the double repaired hips. I would take the break, broken collarbone. I would take the weakened immune system because of some of the things that I did. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I never wanted to look back and have any regrets. That's why I ate the way I ate. That's the way I trained the way I trained. That's the way I lived the way I lived. So football doesn't owe Shannon Sharp anything. But Shannon Sharp doesn't know the game of football anything. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, I don't now the Ravens fans might not feel the same way about me now. Um, but the Broncos, but I tell you what, that organization and the way I prepared and what I did while I was there. They hold me in the very in the utmost regard. Mm-hmm. The Broncos and the fans and the 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 coaches, n- none of the coaches are still there, but a lot of people are in that building. Now they don't have some, you know, like the training staff uh is probably turned over. Equipment staff is still pretty much still there. It's new ownership. So I'm not so sure that I know any other now. I've met the new owners. I've met the Walton Penner uh, uh group that owns the Broncos now, but that's what I did. I wanted my teammates respect. I wanted my coaches trust, and I wanted the fans to appreciate what I did every Sunday. And so I think I got that. I, I don't people who, when he said sixty cc's, right? Just so you can understand what that looked like. This is about <laughs> forty to sixty cc's of fluid in the knee, which means if this is in your knee, right? You can't bend it. <laughs> no. It's, you know, because it's swelling, it's taking away the muscle in your thigh, right? So yeah. You got to for yes. You got to get it. Yes. You got to get it injected it out. And I'm getting dropped. Some of them, sometimes I'm getting drawn off both knees. Ooh. So I might have, I might have 80 cc's total. Gil, I remember I, uh, I told him, uh, I was telling Ocho this the other night, guy clipped me in the, uh, in a game in high school. I got 225 cc's drawn off my knee. Ooh, what? Oh my God, that was a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> man, that thing, man, that thing hurt so bad. But you're right, Gil. And basically, what that when you have fluid on your knee, your body's trying to tell you something. Hey, bro, you're not right now. Yeah. Now I'm trying to give you a warning. Mm-hmm. You need to have hey, and I hey, it's the check engine lights on, but I'm not heeding that warning. I, someone asked me, they was like, Yeah, you know, you know, you have a limp, you're walking with a limp, you know, you can't bend your knee, you can't flex your knee. Mm-hmm. Would you do it all over again? I said, hell yeah, yeah, for hell sure. yeah. I mean, there's not a there's not a lot of there's not a lot of athletes that wouldn't do it again, right? Like Kevin, I, when Kevin Durant tore his Achilles, and I said, do not blame the coaching staff, do not blame anybody for the Achilles. There was no medical staff in the world that was going to convince you not to play. In right. the biggest stage of your life, in the championship. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? And I said, if we erase your mind a hundred times, 
you will go out there a hundred times. And he said, you damn right. Right. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we put ourselves through the body. We put ourselves through these situations because that's what makes you great. Yeah. We know. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this. Does KD need to win a, does KD need to win a title outside of Golden State to crack the top 10? You got him in the top 10 now? Well, I mean, by the time he's done, I mean, is Larry Bird in the top 10? Yeah, hell yeah. And he better than Larry Bird. Uh, I mean, all I know is Larry Bird got three consecutive MVPs with three titles and two finals MVPs. Yeah, I mean, you know, in, in the year where your team is dominant. And hold on. He got him in the era where Magic, Kareem, and Jordan. Now, you told me Jordan ran the 80s, but I know a white guy that could not run a snail yeah. and could not and, and could not jump Ash. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Ash got, got four left feet. But, but it's the team. The team was dominant. Right, you remember he he has three. He won dominant. He had three championships, two Finals MVPs because someone got another MVP because he choked in that final. But they won. Yes, right? so, yes, he scored eight points. But people forget that. But see, they're too young to remember that he scored eight points twice. Cornbread Maxwell yep. in '81 won the Finals MVP. Yeah, I'm old enough to remember because Larry Bird was my favorite player. Yes, so sir. when I talk, mm-hmm. listen to me now. Yeah. Go ahead. You know, so Larry Bird <laughs> dominant in his right, but you got to remember. Let's let's not think. Let's not forget that the '80s wasn't the, the '80s was drugged up. Right, them players is he. I can burn past a crackhead. Right, and it, a crackhead was not <laughs> hard to get by. Half those dudes were trying to hurry up and get to the next fix. Right, so he out there having a good old time with the boys out there. So I do value his greatness. Trust me, you know, just being a white boy, being like, I, it reminds me, Luca, you out here d- doing work. You out here letting right. like history man know, hey, 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 I got some for y'all asses too. But KD is a whole nother beast, right? Yeah, yeah. So you got him in the top ten right now. I got I got him as the second best small forward ever. Oh, okay. I got one. I'm gonna put you to the test. How many people you think got him ranked ahead of uh, uh, Steph Curry at this moment? As you and I sit in and have this conversation, it depends. What are we talking fans? Well, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what depends on. Depend depends are is, is a uh, uh, an adult garment. That's what the pins are. So I need you to give me something more than the pins. I, I think I think the NBA players and ex NBA players will, will have Kevin Kevin uh, Durant in front of um, Curry because you when got the Saul said do right now because I don't think he is. Me you remember, personally, you remember Curry's first first four or five years, right? His accolades ain't there. Like people don't realize that that three point uh, record he has. Trey Young is blowing that out at the same time. Right now, at the same time frame that they're playing out, Trey Young is surpassed because he had the ankle injury. So he don't have the stats that Kevin Durant had at that same age. So accolades, if you're going to accolade it or point it, whatever, Kevin Durant is still going to be in front. We're we're looking at Kevin Durant like you joined him to win. But you you have to do this too. Two of Steph Curry's championship came because of Kevin Durant too. So and two of them came without him. Yeah. So he, he, KD don't got any without him. He got two without KD. And he has two final, and he has two MVPs. One of them are unanimous. And so I don't know how, I don't know how, I don't know how you put KD in front of him at this present time. 
Be- because of the totality of it, right? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Depend on you who you asking, right? You know, we're gonna when we talk about Kevin Durant, we're, we're talking with a with like a like put the poll up. Who we got? Like oh, you got Katie? Oh, you got Katie? I thought okay. I thought you were gonna put Katie in still, right? You look at you. We look, gonna put K. We gonna put K. We want to. We gonna let the chat decide. Okay. You look. You look. At, you look. When you think when you say Kevin Durant, you already snow at it. The idea because of he left. OKC. I ain't got no problem with leaving right, OKC. But, but I'm just saying, but that's but that's why the, the most part, like you was down 3-1, you went to the team, and we kind of you, you frowned upon when you say his name. So he won't get the best the best review, period. That's why I said if you ask Hoopers and say, who would you take? This is a true story through the grapevine. When him and Kevin Durant, when Curry and Kevin Durant was up at the same time, they only had one max to give out. They offered it to Kevin Durant, not Curry. They offered it to Kevin Durant. You, we're maxing you. And he said, no, this is not my team. You give it to Curry, I'll take whatever's left over. Most likely that let them know that he was going to leave. But he turned down the max and gave it, gave it to Curry and said, this is your team. I'm just here passing through, basically. Well, I, I think the thing is, what, what, what hurt your and his argument is that KD was on a team that was up 3-1 and Curry came back. Curry has four titles and two of them without him. And he out-MVP'd him. So I'm just trying to figure the argument. Even if you say, well, he's a better player, what's your argument? He he can do things that Curry can't? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Everything. Except win titles without Curry. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, it's (laughs) I, I listen. I I get the, I get the titles thing, but you know when you're just talking about a player and you say, "Are right, who we going to draft?" You're drafting Kevin Durant first every single time. Yeah. You're not even yeah. going. You're not even going to think twice about it. Well, I mean, because here's the thing. I mean, when did we start counting titles? Man, ain't nobody was counting titles till Jordan got a bunch of them. Yeah, I mean, ain't nobody <laughs> count. No, ain't nobody counting no titles. Well, nobody counting MVPs until Jordan got a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they matter. Yeah, because that was the standard of greatness. So you know what I mean. But you know, for the most part, for the most part, we we just think about like if if you know we say, all right, we're gonna draft somebody, right? Even mm-hmm. though Curry is as great as he is, you're gonna go with the guy who can play multiple positions. So you're gonna go with KD. What KD does can't it can't be replaced, right? Um, he is a dominant force. He 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 is that dude, right? You might not like him because he's emotional. You might not like him because he's he's quick to leave to go try to win. You can't knock him for that because if you're going to throw chips. But I thought he liked the grind. He no. said that he didn't want to leave Phoenix because he loved the grind. No, when when he said he loved the grind, that's him personally. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Well, damn, there was a grind. In, there was a grind in OKC. There was a grind in Brooklyn. But the only grind that he didn't have was to go to state. But but the problem is this too. Um, you have to really think OKC, right? They go to the yes. championship as a young team, right? Yes. They go to the championship. Yeah. What happened after that? They went. Oh, James Harden left. James Harden left. They wouldn't pay the extra four million dollars or extra four million yes. dollars a year, right? They paid Obaka. They they missed they they misplaced their money in a sense, right? And then from yeah. there, your team got worse. So when you're a free agent and you're looking like, damn, yeah, we was up three one. Yeah, we was up three one. You know, but we didn't win it, right? So since okay. we didn't win it, are we that good? 
Okay. Who we trying to get? Nobody? You're not, you're not trying to get nobody? Like all the free agents out there, you're not trying to get nobody? But who, let me ask you a question. Who could, who are you going to get? It's kind of like some of these teams. Who you going to get to go to Portland? Who you getting to go to OKC? Who you getting to go to Cleveland? Mm -hmm. LeBron James, as great as he was, couldn't attract anybody to Cleveland. So he had to go. And I got no problem. Mm -hmm. I've never had a problem. I mean, I'm looking at it like, well, damn, they, they, they were 73 and 9. Damn. Maybe you go to New York, go somewhere else. But okay, he left and went to Golden State. I don't got no, I have no problem with a guy leaving because in those towns, Cleveland, OKC, really, bro? Mm -hmm. Man, you think I want to go to OKC? I want to bring, if I got a family, bro, I ain't trying to raise my family in Oklahoma. <laughs> and that ain't no knock on Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. I ain't trying to raise my family in Cleveland. That ain't it. Mm -hmm. Now, if I can get to, if I can get to uh, Miami, if I can get to uh, L.A., and that seemingly, you know, a team that I know, I go to uh, Boston ain't my first choice, given their history and how they treat their players. Now, maybe it's a little better now, but I'm not so sure if they were to lose in the finals again. You might hear some of the things that they said uh, uh, to Russell and some of the things they said to some of their own Boston Red Sox players. But that's not, we'll, we'll talk about that at another date in time. But I don't have any problem with KD leaving. Mm -hmm. But my thing is, it's like, I just don't, like I said, I just need people, like you said, the basketball players, because it seems like the criteria change if I like a player. Because if I like the player, rings don't matter. Mm -hmm. And if I don't, they matter. Mm -hmm. But that's how it is. We're going to always look at the negative on somebody's, like, you know, we're going to look on the negative if we don't like them, right? We can, we can say LeBron couldn't get anybody to Cleveland, but then knock him for not Lord. winning so many championships with the roster he had. Like, he couldn't get nobody to Cleveland. It's easy to get people to Chicago. It's easy to get people in L.A. It's easy to get people when you are in a top 10 city. Like, and I, I think people need to understand this. When you look at the top 50 greatest of all time, <laughs> 37 of 33 to 37 of those players are from big city teams. Boston, New York. Uh, LA, LA, Philly, Chicago. It's the same group. Uh, Golden State. It's, it's going to be a top six city. So what ends up happening is if I'm a free agent, wow. right? <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm a free agent and you in LA and you say, hey, yo, Gil, come down. I'm getting 150 here and y'all can all offer me 120. That means 30 million. How can I make that up? My shoe contract doubles because I'm in a bigger city, right? The market right. goes up, you know, everything goes and heightens in certain cities. So I'm going to make the money back. So I'm going to go, right. if I, if I'm going to click, there ain't no goddamn doubling my Nike contract. There's nothing right. in those right. cities. So you might need to try to get a Tim contract. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> like even like Shay, right? I'm sorry, people. If you're an OKC fan, shade. For him to touch his greatness, he's going to have to leave. We don't Ooh. know who he is. Right. As great as he is right now, no one knows him. Uh, the poll is KD ranked higher than Steph. 29% says yes. 71% say no. Ooh. We also... Hey, we, I'm not going to say nothing about your chat, uh, but they're football fans. <laughs> <laughs> Shaq said KD would join the GOAT discussion if he wins a title as the bus driver. You agree with that? He's a bus driver. What? what? He, flipped, he flipped the bus. What you talking about? Oh, he was the bus driver. Sit down. I got y'all. 
2017-2018 season wasn't Kevin Durant, right? Um, um, Steph Curry only played 51 regular season games that year. Mm -hmm. Bus driver, come on, follow me, y'all. In the playoffs, remember first round. Kirby wasn't there first round. He wasn't there first round. He came in against uh, New Orleans. Kevin Durant dominated every series. When they played Houston, Kevin Durant averaged 35 in that series. Oh, hold on, hold on. Didn't Kevin Durant miss two series? Didn't he miss the series? Hold on, hold on, Gil. Mm. You do realize when Kevin Durant had that Achilles injury now, he missed two series too. That's the next year. They didn't win that year. Yeah, but I'm saying they they got to the final without Kevin Durant in in, in the playoffs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But we're talking about driving the bus. He drove the bus that the, the 2017-2018. He was the bus driver. I don't think he's the look. I uh, think he was the bus he, driver. Uh, he's never going to get the credit that he deserves because that's Steph's team. Mm-hmm. That's Steph's team. That's Johnny Gill. He, hey, hey, no, that's Bobby Brown. Uh-huh. That's Ralph, Ronnie, Ricky. Mm-hmm. That's them. Mm-hmm. Now, in order for you, uh, you, hey, you got to go somewhere else and start your own group. Mm-hmm. And Phoenix might be the... Now, Brooklyn would have been great because that would have been something that he assembled. He brought this together. He was supposed to be the leader of the team. And I think I think Phoenix works out great for him. Kevin Durant works best when all he can do is play basketball. He doesn't have to be a leader. He couldn't do that in Brooklyn, Gil. But that's a, he had a, But if he went to Brooklyn and he added all those, but what's the difference? Because he's... No, I'm saying he wants to just play. He, he let... He let Clay, he let Steph, he let Draymond be the leaders. He just he just who? Now he's in a situation that's book. He still he's in the background and he gets the who. When you put something together, I put this together at nightcap. I put Club Shay together. Mm-hmm. I can't just sit. I can't just sit back. Now if I go somewhere else, mm-hmm. I can sit back. This ain't about this ain't my joint. I just get to do me. He put that together, so he has to be at the forefront. And I don't think I don't know if he's comfortable being at the forefront. He said, "I don't want to lead. I don't need to lead. I want to hoop. I want to play basketball." Okay, so but just 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 let's just look at it. Just look at it from this standpoint, right? If Curry played fifty-one games in a regular season, right? Yeah, someone has to lead them while he's done, right? Yes, right. Okay, right. First round, Kevin Durant. I mean, Curry's not there. Kevin Durant averages 27 in, 27 in that series. Curry comes back second round. He averages 24. Kevin Durant averages 27. In the Western Conference Final, Curry averages 25. Kevin Durant, going against James Harden, averages 35 in that series. Right? Chip, Curry averages 27. Kevin Durant averages 28. Who is driving the bus in this playoff race? No matter whose team it is, when you say he don't get no respect for driving the bus in this playoff series, in this season, we're not talking about the Achilles. We're talking about that second championship where he won the final. He carried from the beginning of the season. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the guy averaging, I mean, you got Steph averaging 28 and you got Clay averaging 22. It's hard to see somebody carrying them now. I can see if they average, if, if Steph averaging 16 and, and Clay averaging 14. But damn, 28 games? 20, 28 and 51 games. You know, but I'm saying, you know, look at the, the series, but the series in which they won. And rightfully so, I believe Kevin Durant deserved both finals MVPs. Mm-hmm. But if you look at Steph Curry numbers, I, I, I ain't looking at it like, oh, 
oh, KD carried these guys. Steph averaging 27, 28 for okay, the series. But, wait, okay. First series, zero versus 27.8. Second zero, Curry averaged 24. Kevin Durant averaged 27. Western Conference Finals, Curry averaged 25. Kevin Durant averaged 35. The chip, Curry averaged 27. Kevin Durant averaged 28. Yes, that's what I'm saying. 27 to 28. That ain't that ain't carrying, Gil. Now we no, got different carrying. Carrying is the, the year I averaged 10 more points to you the, the series before. Right. What I'm right. saying is, right, when you're talking about totality of, of body of work, he is the bus driver in this sense, right? He is. And we can't say that he didn't lead. He didn't lead. He every round he led the team in in dominance. And I said that that championship ring. <laughs> was was held by him. He can say, well, that 2017-2018 season, throughout that whole season, that y'all had to really ride on my back a little bit because, you know, Curry didn't play. Curry wasn't there most of the most of the season. And then he missed the first round. And y'all really had like he can say he won that. He can at least out of the two championships, if we're gonna, if we're gonna challenge one, I'm pretty sure he can sit back and say, Nah, one of those is one of those I can say I really put in that work. Right. I, I can so let me ask you a question. One. If, let me ask you a question. Let's just say for the sake of argument, we take Christian McCaffrey and we put him on Kansas City and they win the title. How much how much credit do you think he's gonna get? Not, they got Patrick Mahomes already and they already going to the Super Bowl. Not not a lot. Kevin Durant. He joins he joins Steph Curry. They had already gone to two NBA finals. He had won one, they had lost one. And he had joined a team that was 73 and nine. Mm -hmm. that, and I think that's the problem that people have. People say, hold on, hello, KD. We ain't got no problem with you leaving, but you had a 3 1 lead. And everybody keeps saying that, oh, they wanted him, they begged him to come. But you had a 3 1 lead on the team that you joined, mm -hmm. and they were 73 and nine. Mm -hmm. And so this team was already successful before you joined. Mm -hmm. Okay, now. Christian McCaffrey go joins Kansas City, he's not going to get nearly the credit because even though uh, even though the 49ers went to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, he put them over the top. So he gets a lot more credit like Kevin Durant would have done had he, go, had he won in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. But when you go to a team and they already have major success before you got there, it's hard for people to see you getting the credit that you believe you rightfully deserve. No, no, no. That first, listen, the first championship, he's going to a 73 and nine team, right? They yes. favored to win it, right? Boom. They win it. He wins final yeah. MVP, right? Yep. I'm talking about that very next year, right? The very next year, Curry playing 51 games. If Kevin Durant's not there, well, what does that team really look like? Right. 51. Right. Games, right. So someone has to hold it up. Patrick Mahomes, right? You got there 16 or 16 weeks, 18 weeks? 18. And you 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 missing eight of those, right? No, they're not going. That, yes. So that means there was someone there that held it up while you were gone, right? Right. That's what he did. So that's what I'm saying. As a player, I'm like, well, the first one, okay, I, I rolled y'all back. The second one, y'all rolled my back a little bit. And that's what I'm saying. The second one, he can he can say that, okay, I had to carry us to the playoffs. I had to carry us through that Houston series that, you know, I'm going against James Harden and I dominated averaging 35 a game. Mm -hmm. Like I averaged 35 a game. Like that means this is me. I'm unstoppable. Right. right. To get us. We, 
Go ahead. Go ahead, Fiddy. So, you know, ahead, so, that, that's what I'm saying. So, you know, as a hooper looking back, it's one of those, you know, I got two, but I really earned one. Right. You know. I, I, and thing, the thing is, is that it's not as, like Shaq averaging 35 and 16, even though I think Kobe's last, the last championship, Kobe averaged, what, like 27, 28? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that Shaq was just so dominant. Yeah. I mean, he giving you 36 and 16. What the? <laughs> I'm like, bro, come on now. And and that was, Kobe was, every year you saw Kobe like, damn. Mm-hmm. He was like 21, 22, and then he went like 24, and now he averaged, what did Kobe average the last year they won the championship? Because Shaq averaged like for the championships, he averaged like 35 and 15, 35 mm-hmm. and 16 mm-hmm. through the three-year run. Where did Kobe have? Was that a 27 year? The, wait, the last. Yeah, I think it was that, that last year in, in old, what? They, they won what? 2001, two. So it'd have been 28, 01. Is it 00? The 01, 02. 02. He averaged 25, maybe? That year? What did he average, Ash? 25.2. 2. 25.2. 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because so he three P, but he averaged 29 in the playoffs. Yeah. Kobe averaged 29 in the playoffs. Right. And and when you remember Shaq filed out with that one series, he filed when Shaq filed out against uh, Indiana. Uh, Indiana. Mm-hmm. And, and Kobe was like, I got you, big fella. I think that was the moment that he, it really dawned like, man, hey, I really could do this thing by myself. Yeah, I don't need to do it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that, like, I ain't scared. Hey, you know, hey, hey. There's moments, I, hey, that, hey. That'd be the problem. There'd be moments in, in, in games and things that happen, and you feel like you can do this while the without the other. And I think that's what happened with Kevin Durant and Westbrook. When Kevin Durant went down and Westbrook had to hold the team and he's really dominating, I know he's yeah. looking like, yeah, I can... I can see myself doing this for a while. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> that, that shit we, in, I be going to lie. Go, uh, uh, Gil, we put a poll up, poll up. Who wins another ring first? KD, 74%. Cowboys, 26%. Damn. I ain't got no faith in the Cowboys. And then what's wrong with the boys, man? Like, y'all got so much money. Y'all just don't know who to buy, man. Go down to Tampa, <laughs> Florida. Go ahead. Whatever Michael Irvin then was on, but go ahead and lace them up, baby. You know? Bring it back to the early 90s. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss in the land of saints and sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the land of saints and sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment, watch it now on digital, rated R. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 